Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community. So they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They're now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We have an international guest speaker with us today. She originally comes from British, Britain, Great Britain, and hence the accent, but currently lives in Israel. And because of the worldwide internet and there's so many opportunities that COVID brought to pass, um, she can help people anywhere all over the world. And if you are a woman, you need to join her Facebook group because we all have to face menopause at some stage in our life. So her Facebook group is called Menopause Sisterhood. And we'll get the direct link in the notes for the, this episode. So Jacqueline, welcome on. Thank you for having me, Dr. Kylie. It's great to be here. Yeah, so give me a little background. You grew up in Great Britain, now you're in Israel. Why? Correct. Yes, I lived my first 24 years in England, grew up in London, born and bred. Um, And then I moved to Israel. Um, I live here today with my husband and my five kids. Um, I have a lot of family in Israel also. um, So I'm not here by myself. Um, London to Israel is a very short flight. um, And so it just a great place to be. Yeah. It's only, um, four and a half hour flight time. Oh, geez. You consider that a short flight? I'm like (laughs) thinking an hour. I'm like, no, it's gotta be farther than that. Yeah. Well, I know Israel to New York, it's like about 12 hours. So it feels short. (laughs) Yeah. How often do you come to the States? We actually lived in the States for two years. We lived in Atlanta. Okay. So we like to go back and visit. Um, we lived in Atlanta between 2010 to 2012. Okay. It's funny you said short flight. Like I said, I'm thinking it's an hour long because I was in <laughs> Florida. This I, I flew home from Florida yesterday and from F- Tampa Bay, Florida to Utah was a four and a half hour flight. 
and it was oh, so wow. long. <laughs> so it's funny how you're like, oh, it's a short flight. It's four and a half hours. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, what drew you to Israel to begin with? Um, so I'm Jewish and living in Israel feels sort of like coming home a bit and, you know, being part of my people, being in London is amazing, but, um, being in Israel feels special. So did you go first and then your family came over after or who, who led the way? Yeah, I'm the eldest, um, in my sibling family and I'm the eldest also of my cousins that I sort of grew up with. So yeah, I was the pioneer. I came first and everyone followed. Well, sounds like a good place then if everybody's following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Walk us through your, a little bit of your health journey. So um, as I mentioned, I'm a mom of five kids. And um, after I had given birth to my fifth, um, for a bunch of reasons, including, I think, just needing something to do for me, I decided to train as a yoga um, for pregnancy and birth instructor. And I thought this would be something that I would do, I would enjoy, but I probably knew it all already. I thought I'd be like the most knowledgeable one in the class. I'd practiced yoga off and on for years, and so I was really connected to the yoga world. And I just thought to combine yoga and this birth and pregnancy thing that I'd done a number of times would be just a fun thing to do for me. And throughout that training, I discovered I knew nothing about my body. I knew nothing about being pregnant or giving birth in tune with my body. I was totally disconnected and only realized through that journey um, that all my births had been very medicalized, um, very non, not even natural, but just as I said, in tune, connected with my body, listening to my body throughout pregnancy and birth. And that really was the beginning of my journey into this whole women's health space. Um, as soon as I trained, I realized that I had to impart this new knowledge to first-time mothers, to women who had given birth you know, in the past, about how it could be different, not how we see on TV and in movies. Um, that there was another way to go through this life-changing journey. Um, and then as a result of that, I really stepped into the whole women's health space through yoga initially, um, and then getting into the menopause space also. Yeah. When you say you learned how to listen to your body, what, what changed as this transformation occurred? It was really that mind-body connection and understanding the relationship between the physical and emotional experiences and seeing them as a real um, partnership rather than disconnect. So whatever happens to you physically has an emotional representation, an emotional expression, and vice versa. Whatever you're going through emotionally has a physical representation. And for me, yoga was the tool to help you navigate whatever it is or was that you're going through um, at different stages of your life. So whether it be pregnancy, whether it be menopause, whether it be infertility, um, women go through different things throughout our life cycle. And 
unless you are really paying attention and listening to the messages and the whispers that your body is sending you, um, you can ignore it first time, sometimes even second time. And then eventually your body is going to shout and scream and yell at you to pay attention to what is going on in your body. And often that appears as ill health or, you know, health issues. Yeah. When you when you talk about some whispers, what what do those whispers? We talk about this all the time, but like what tangible whispers can you can you try to focus on, or maybe some examples of what you're yeah. talking about? So I think um, the first great example is um, irregular periods. So uh, I like it. At, yeah, at any stage of life, it could be young girls, it could be women. Um, you sort of start see, realizing that maybe they're not as regular as they used to be. Maybe they never were regular and that was just what you thought was your normal. Um, and then maybe you'll, you know, take yourself to, to a doctor, to your local doctor to sort of figure out what's going on. Maybe I'll go to a woman's sort of a um, OBGYN doctor, but most women start off at their local sort of local clinic. Yeah, primary care doc. Yeah, primary caregiver. And the general answer is, this is normal. Has anything changed? Come back in three months. We can do some hormone testing, but this happens. You know, if you're really stressed out at work, um, or Take some birth control, that yeah, will solve hormonal, things. Yeah, hormonal birth control. If you are maybe um, in university or you're studying or you're going through, you know, a specific stress triggering in your life, um, it sort of appears to be doctors expect women to have stages of irregular cycles. Um, and while that may be true, being that, that sort of this irregular cycle period sort of, um, you know, for let's say three, four, five months, you may not have an irregular cycle. It still doesn't mean it's okay. It, that is the beginning of your body telling you that something is going on. And I find it infuriating, to be honest, when women get sent away with the answer of come back in three months if it hasn't fixed itself. That is um, what we like to call in today's language, medical gaslighting for women. Yeah. The other um, one I think of too, when it comes to a small whisper, when it, especially when we're talking about hormones, the heaviness yes. of your period. Yeah. And so many women just think, well, that's my normal. Yeah. It might be yeah. your normal, but that's not normal. Yeah. And to be told by a doctor that, as you said, this is normal, this happens, that doesn't mean that it's okay. That still means that you need to ask yourself, and this is sort of the world that I, you know, the world of medicine that I live in, that I know you live in, is we need to be asking why. It may be normal, but why is this happening to me? Or maybe my normal, but why is this happening to me? What is going on? What is my body trying to tell me? What is happening that I can, you know, those, those are the starts of the small whispers of your body talking to you. Yeah, I like it. Give me a few more examples. So I think very bad PMS is a great example also. Also in that type of um, world of, for some women that they have really bad um, 
mood swings, irritability, bloatedness, um, at sort of that, that lead up into your period, that bad PMS um, is also a sign that something may be a bit off. And again, so many, many women just expect it. Like that is their normal and they just think it's okay. They think that that's what it means for them to have their cycle. Um, I think other great examples are that burnout, overwhelm burnout, especially for women in their thirties that are juggling all the things, um, often motherhood. Yeah. With work, with deadlines, with family responsibilities that overwhelm and burn burnout in your thirties. Um, that feeling of exhaustion, sort of living on the edge of like, I am managing just as everything is. And if God forbid my child got sick or I had a super important work deadline, it would like tip me over the edge. Yeah, let's talk about burnout for a second because I've kind of, I've recently almost shifted my mindset about this because I had been accused of if you keep going at this pace, you're going to experience burnout. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm doing, I love it. Yeah. So to me, even though I call it work, it's a hobby. I just so happen that it makes money too at the same time. Yeah. So I think if we shift this idea of de-stressing to figuring out, is there something that we can do that we love and we enjoy so much that we could do it? A lot. And when we can hit yeah. that point, we're not ever going to experience the burnout because it's just something that we love. Yeah. And I think it's also being very consciously engaged in what is your work-life balance. And that will look different for different people. It's not a one-size-fits-all. But as you said, you know, the juggle, this juggle has become a struggle for many, many women because it is just always trying to keep up with what is going on. But if we can get a work-life balance that nourishes us, if we can do a job that nourishes us, then we can um, limit that, that overwhelm, burnout, stressed out state. But those are thoughtful choices that we have to make. And very often we don't give ourselves the time, the, um, I think the respect sometimes to make those thoughtful choices. Yeah. Okay, I, I love this idea of the small whispers your body are, is trying to tell you. Let's roll, keep rolling with it. Okay. Um, irregular periods, heavy periods, PMS. Give me just one or two more. So can we move on to perimenopause stage? Because yeah. the small whispers, yeah, the small whispers happen throughout our life. Um, and I think a great example is in early perimenopause. Perimenopause, as you know, are the years leading up to menopause. It is where women experience many of the menopause symptoms. The word perimenopause is a relatively new word in our language space. Many women haven't heard of it before. I think now that's changing. What I found is that most doctors don't use that word perimenopause. Um, and that shows up with women in their early 40s, between 40 and 45, who are beginning to notice changes in their body. And they don't understand why or what it's related to, or that this is the first stage of their menopause journey. So not sleeping properly, um, 
feeling tired, lethargic, low energy, low motivation. Um, again, that sort of overwhelm where maybe they used to be able to manage better and they just can't, like they get to the end of the day and they are finished, they're done. They don't have any reserves in them anymore at the end of the day. Um, the brain fog, not feeling that your body is really, um, sort of that your body is betraying you a little bit. Something has changed achy joints, you don't feel as flexible or as energetic as you used to. These mild symptoms that you could so easily ignore um, or you could medicate your way out of. Supplement um, your way out of too. Supplement your way out of. Uh -huh. um, Netflix your way out of. Um, and, and then you sort of, and sometimes you go to, sometimes you ignore it because you don't have time to pay attention because you've got deadlines, you've got responsibilities, you've got family, you've got people who need you. And if you do go to the doctor, and these are many of the clients that I work with, they go to the doctor and the doctor, um, again, is not aware of this perimenopause stage of life, is not really aware of how perimenopause shows up in your early 40s. Your doctor will prescribe you sleeping pills, I have so many of my clients who come to me because their doctors prescribed antidepressants and they don't want to take the antidepressants. It doesn't feel right to them. Um, joint pain medication, anything that will sort of get you over the hump. And very often the doctor will say, it's probably stress. But stress in that very generic word, use of the word. It's like the cop out of, well, just... Yes. I don't really know what's going on. So I'm going to blame it on stress. Yes. Yes. And if women at this age where your body start to change and maybe you're starting to gain a bit of extra weight because that is, can happen at this stage of life, the doctors will often say, eat less, exercise more. Obviously you're eating more than you think you are, more than you realize you are. So cut your calories, increase your exercise, and then, you know, you'll lose weight and women go away with that message in perimenopause and it doesn't work that way in perimenopause. It doesn't work that way you, ever. Yes. <laughs> and then you add advice. On, yeah. And then you add on layers of shame, guilt, judgment, in addition to the emotional changes that women are going through at this age. And these are the whispers. These are the beginning of you know, the changes, the natural, normal changes that a woman is meant to go through in her menopause transition time. Yeah, so good. So good. Okay, give me, as we close up here, one example of someone that you had helped walk me through their journey. Okay. So um, I, one of my um, best clients, one that I loved working with the most was the one that came to me with quite a few children, a homeschooling mom who is also an entrepreneur businesswoman and was exhausted absolutely finished absolutely exhausted she was yeah she was 46 um and actually had gone through early menopause so she was still having kids as she was perimenopausal without knowing what was going on in her body 
hit 42 and went into full-blown menopause, did not know what was happened, did not know what has hit her, and then started experiencing all these big symptoms. And she was really running on empty because, you know, blessed with lots of children, but homeschooling and working and doing everything and like totally not in control. And so I worked with her through my five pillar approach program, identifying the triggers for her hormonal imbalance, really assessing her symptoms. And we made two major changes for her. The first one was we cut out sugar from her diet. Whenever she had her cup of coffee in the morning, she always had it with a couple of cookies. We took away those cookies. That was all we did. We took away the cookies in the morning with her cup of coffee. So we totally um, stopped that sugar insulin spike first thing in the morning. And we made her bedtime earlier. So she was doing what so many women do was that when the kids all go to bed, you then sit down on the couch with your often glass of wine, your bag of chips and your Netflix. And that is your time to unwind, to relax, to de-stress. But that for most women that happens late at night, 12, one o'clock in the morning. And that is sort of that tired but wired experience where you were exhausted, but you're also a bit buzzing and you need to unwind and you need to sort of disconnect and there's all this stuff going on. We gave her an earlier bedtime. Um, We actually moved her bedtime to 11.30. We gave her a bit more of a bedtime ritual. Yeah, yeah. We gave, well, she was waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning. Also, because she homeschooled, so she didn't need to get kids out for school in the morning. She was going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, waking up at, you know, or three o'clock in the morning and not being able to get out of bed till 10 o'clock in the morning because her body was exhausted. You stay up till two o'clock in the morning doing all those um, insulin, cortisol triggering activities, you're not getting out of bed before 10 o'clock in the morning. So her whole day, her whole system, her whole circadian rhythm, her whole everything was totally out of whack. So we took, and of course, in the morning, you're gonna need to have that coffee and cookies Uh to give you that sugar boost to function. So we took away the cookies in the morning, we brought her bedtime earlier and gave her a bit more of a bedtime ritual Those two small things that were specific for her lifestyle, personalized for what her triggers were and her symptoms have changed everything for her. She now is full of energy. She has boundaries about around bedtime, her bedtime and her, how much her children can bother her at night. She wakes up in the morning. She is not giving herself an insulin spike and then that insulin sugar crash later on. She has got rid of her brain fog. She has energy. She is focused. She has now more. She's been able to sort of divide her time more so that she has her family time, her homeschooling time, and her work time. She just feels more in control of what is going on in her body. Whereas before it was just like running on empty and trying to survive every day. And not only does she benefit, but the whole family benefits. Yeah. Her mama having her head on straight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jacqueline, where can they go find you? Okay. I'm at Jacqueline Rose Women's Health everywhere um, on social media, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Jacqueline Rose Women's Health, and my um, website and also my menopause 
menopause sisterhood Facebook group, which is specifically for women on their menopause journey, 40 plus. Yeah. If you are 40 plus, go get inside that Facebook group. That's the place to be. All right, Jacqueline, enjoy Israel. And next time I have a four and a half hour flight, I will remember you think it's a short flight. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kylie. Have a great day. You too. The health coaching certification program that I recommend is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help. fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal? on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it, and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon, Why Are My Labs Normal? by Dr. Kylie Burton. Leave a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.